Y'all are excited tonight. Welcome to Mavs Party. It's just before midnight on April 21st. The Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Utah Jazz 126-118 to to take a 2-1 series lead. Sorry I'm a little late, guys. I had to write the story, uh, the recap tonight, and then Josh and I were recording uh, a podcast. We just kind of like gleefully rambled for like half an hour. Um, I appreciate you guys staying up late with me because it's already almost midnight, though tomorrow's Friday, and maybe we can all just uh, shuffle through work tomorrow. Um, so remember, if you uh, invite yourself up on stage, I'm going to bring you up. Uh, be looking for whether or not the green ring lights up around your name. Um, if you move between apps, sometimes it won't let you talk. Um, so that, that can be a little bit of a problem, particularly any audio or video apps. It it just tends to throw errors. Uh, yeah. So let's go with things. Um, coming up first, I saw Trey, uh, request first. We somehow already have like 35 people that want to talk. So you guys are fantastic. Trey, what's up? Hit that unmute button. All right. I got one thing and one thing only, and it's what's our tapping out number on JB? Uh, a billion dollars. I don't know. I, they shouldn't have a tap out number. Is that is that insane of me to say? I mean, that's the question we're asking, I think, is, yeah. Do we, I mean, is it crazy to say we max the guy? Uh, I mean, I certainly am, am I, I just don't know at the moment. I, I'm, 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 I, I am nuts right now. So it's like this is this is too much. I, I, he's so unbelievably good right now. It's I mean he he's he shown in the if he were to have don, dominant minutes he can be the guy, right? <sighs> I still don't know. I think if, I think given better perimeter defenders, you yeah. may be buttoned we're up. Watching, like, we're also watching the Utah Jazz. Yeah, we're watching but, Donovan Mitchell, who is serving like like who, who's serving as a personal escort for any Dallas Mavericks attacker to the rim, where his six nine wingspan is like, here, let me guide you. Would Luca average over under fifty points a game on this defense? I, guess. I, I we're gonna find out. It's called Saturday. <laughs> so I guess yeah. The other question is: Is it worth? Where do where do we stand on the uh, on the sitting in for for game four? Uh, I don't. Uh, I think you you. I mean, from from what? So in game two, I'm pretty sure he told people in the crowd that he was feeling fine and wanted to play, and so that he didn't play game three is is the Mavericks basically saying, look, you're just not ready. But Mark Stein reporting almost immediately after he was ruled out that they're wanting him to play game four because it's basically a day and a half turnover turnaround. I feel great about this. If they're ready, I'm ready. Is that, is, is that, does that work? Yeah, but you buy, you buy a couple extra days of rest and now you've got Booker going down. You know, you, well, I mean, it, I mean it, that's it, why it, the time it, is it, now. Like, I think you, I think you have to strike well because the jazz, like we're going to talk about this, obviously. So what like, do you, what do you do? Yeah. I think you play Luca. If he if he wants to play, you play him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, Lou. I'm excited, Trey. Let's hey, do this. These these are the debates I'm glad we're having. And it's That's not, right. Damn right. And, it's and we a, have the luxury to not play him. That's kind of the, the wonderful thing. Because if they were to play game four and lose, you still go home with a three game series, best of three with two games on Dallas's court. Granted, 
Dorian Finney-Smith might die before then because the man plays a thousand minutes every game. <laughs> hey, how about Josh Green tonight? How about Josh Green? We're gonna get to this. We're gonna. I'm sure everybody's gonna want to talk uh, about yeah, different stuff. Oh yeah, let someone else talk about Josh Green, but I'll set the stage. Thank you, Trey. Thank you for starting us off. We'll talk soon. Alrighty. Okay, coming up next is my man Brad. It's been a couple of days, Brad. How you doing? Ah, oh, fantastic, man. I I haven't been this excited since uh, Game Three before Carlisle pulled Luca too early last year. Yeah. Uh, well, did he pull him, or was it the shitty timeout? Well, time yeah, that, that that's what it was, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I I think the biggest excitement for me was that this was like the Jazz made like the one move they had to make before Luca comes back, which was to not play Gobert and go small to match our small. So they tried that lineup. That, you know, they scored forty points in the third quarter. That was rough, right? Right, but they they can't do that if Luca's going to play in Game Four, because who who's going to just stop Luca from going and just scoring at will? Well, the the theory that they have to hope for is that by adding Luca back in, is that he's not right, he throws things into a kink, and that they're able to attack him on defense. That's kind of the hope. I don't believe that because I think that the only way you attack Luca is by getting Mitchell on him. Because I think Luca actually does well with strong guys like Boyan. Um, I'm just I'm curious. Like like there there is there is a lot of darkness in in, in Utah right now. Is what I'll say. Okay, so so look at the the lineup that they they put out tonight with uh, Pascal or whatever. Uh, so like Luca is going to guard him probably in that right. Yeah. So what, are you gonna you're gonna pick and roll with Pascal and then like sure like but like I just don't get like. Who else out there? Like Luca can, you know, hold his own enough with assuming Maxi doesn't have five fouls in the third quarter. Like I just feel like this was like the night they had to like say, hey, you know what? We're gonna do a surprise for you. We're not gonna play Gobert the entire game. See if you guys can deal with it. We didn't, but then we, you know, adjusted well enough to get the win. Like I think it's just a huge, a uh, huge fourth quarter and like finish for us. Right. I'm like. It took me a while to kind of get going on the podcast with Josh because I, I honestly was I was like waiting for dread that never arrived because right. the Jazz just kept coming. And then all of a sudden, I mean, that Spencer Dinwiddie three-point shot, I feel like Ugh. the one that went down, like that's the most <laughs> yeah. garbage shot he's made all year. Like he lost <laughs> it on the way up and he like yeah. two-hand shoved it. Oh, God, it feels good. But it feels and, good. Yeah, he's, he's been, you know, uh, iffy at best. Right. Oh, but he's like been bad. Fact- I mean, his stat like, did you see his stat line? He finished with like Luca's rookie averages of twenty six and five, <laughs> but he was yeah. terrible. And then yeah, all of a sudden he was he miserable. Wasn't. Yeah. I feel great. That's, I'm just that, I'm delighted to be was, here. We're yeah. gonna talk to like two in the morning. <laughs> exactly. That that was the biggest thing for me. It was like if we can go in there game three, we do this. They made a they made a game plan adjustment to adjust to what we were doing. We still beat them. Without Luca, and you know we missed Brunson for what the last like five minutes of the first half because of that bullshit. Like you know, right? We and and, you know, like will Josh Green hit three threes again? Maybe not, but if they put Gilbert out there and he's got wide open shots, maybe he will or he'll two. Like it's just like I say, you know, Luca plays game four. You just try and stomp him in five. You just have to crush them immediately. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have uh, anything else you want to get off? Uh, no, no, that's good. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Um, all right, so let's see here. Who we have coming up next? I'm going to try to get to as many people as possible. I have 30 responses. All right, I, I, have, to, I have to bring on my man, Drew. My man, Drew, has avoided the previous two green rooms when Josh Green played badly, but here he is to gloat in game three, and I want to give you the floor, Drew. What are you thinking? Well, part of it is is I've I've escaped from IRS bondage now. Sure, work after a ninety-hour work week last week. It's all over with, and now I get to party the rest of the year. Outstanding, good for you. So yeah, no, I mean Josh, you know the the, really the it's the same shots he missed in the first two games, you know, and 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 that's gonna happen. I mean, he's a young player with confidence. Like I said, we just turned twenty-one. We we seem to forget that a, a lot. But he's just his his game's rounding into form, and I just think in the next two years he's gonna he's gonna take off because, like I said, a lot of guys are next year he's gonna be the same age as a lot of rookies, you know. They used so, him in a lot of interesting ways tonight that they hadn't done in the first few games, where I mean he finished with six assists, which is crazy. Yes. But he's always the, it, looking to make a play, and that's that's what I look about. I mean he's not a selfish guy at all, and everything no. like that. You, you got to tell him to shoot. Almost, right. you know, you know, but yeah, he's always looking to make plays and he does, he plays with heart. He doesn't cheat it. I mean, he's always looking to make a steal. He, the rebounding was, I mean, he got some key, key rebounds in there. And uh, I, I'm glad Spencer just took it over in the fourth quarter because he stunk the first three quarters, but man, that was the fourth I mean, quarter. he stunk that, the first three games. Let's yeah. Be clear. <laughs> yeah. But that fourth quarter, he came through and he needed it. And I'll tell you what, if, Maxi continues to shoot like this. How many open? I mean, how many open looks is Luke is going to find for him and everything like that? He, he, yeah. Maxi could have a thirty-five point game if uh, you know if if he continues to shoot like that with the open shots that uh, I'm. That, I'm that pretty sure. Have. So he finally missed one, right? He was four or five. So before Correct. tonight, he was ten of sixteen. So that makes him fourteen well, of twenty. He was ten of sixteen through the first few right. games. But so last now game he's eight of eleven. So just that's two but games. The, the first two. Yeah. So so the first yeah. two games through three games he's shooting fourteen of twenty one from three. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the but to be honest, it's not like they're they're wide open shots. I mean, you know, I mean just just he just abused Rudy because they can't go in and out. But you know, I don't understand Quinn Snyder at all. I mean, they got back into the bang game with Rudy Rudy on the bench. You know, I what because he makes a lot of money. You want to put him back in? I mean. It, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, they used yeah. so much energy to get up. They did. In that third. But they were also put like, so Maxie and Dwight had foul trouble at that point, And Kid was just trying to buy time. It didn't work, but that was the point. Um, I kind of, I almost thought they should have tried Boban for four minutes just to see if anything weird would happen. But Boban can't really guard in space, so. But it, it, yeah. it's like I'm, I wonder if they try to go small again because if they try to go small with Luka Doncic and Dorian basically playing, power it's too late center, now. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with Luka will kill that small, small. I mean, there just there would be just no contesting him. He'll just have power over those guys. That's but right. I also want to see what the league does with that thing because that was vicious. That hit that Brunson took. And I'm I, curious I mean, about that. It, and because I, you know, and and in fairness to the refs, I don't want to bother me because sometimes I, I I used to officiate high school games. I, sometimes you just don't see shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, and that's what yeah. that was. Yeah, but Brunson yeah. got like like O'Neal was playing some reckless basketball, and thankfully he stopped doing that shit. 
Because he did it like three or four times, and I think oh. they must have been talked to him because he threw it on Brunson before that play. It just he came. No, no. I mean, he came out like like an offensive tackle, just just crushing a, a cornerback. You know, on, yep. on that, just came went right through him. You know. All right, right. I, I'll let some other people talk, but uh, thanks You're the man. for making me up, Kurt. All sure right. thing, Drew. Have a good night. All right. All right. Who else we got here? Um, we're going to go with Chris. Chris, you're probably just stoked. What's going on? Right, let's freaking go. Let's burn the midnight, the midnight oil here. I'm so happy, man. This is, this is awesome. This is awesome. Even if Luca comes back and just even struggles in game four and we lose it, it's not a big deal. If he comes back in game four, that can be his rhythm game. Sure. And we still, sure. you know, can come. We have those uh, worst case scenario goes seven games. We have got two uh, home games with him. I just, I'm just happy with this team. I mean, how Brunson is playing. I mean, I, I feel like he's going to get paid thirty million a year now. From somebody's going to offer him that. I mean, do you think that the Mavs? I mean, this is like more of like a free agency question and all. But do you think he's no. outplayed? No, because the Mavericks, like, like if, if, if Scott, so CBA Mavs has basically walked us through this a couple of times, the Mavericks can still offer him one extra year. Exactly. Matter, yeah, yeah. Do the Mavericks want to do that? And I understand, like, I'm not really in the mood to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, guys. yeah, yeah. But I'm but saying they, but they, they can. It's a question of do they want to? And I don't see, like, with the way Brunson is a solid defender for his size. With the way he and Luca work together, I do not see how you look at that and go, eh, we can find that elsewhere. Because I don't think you no, can. No, we can't because right now this is the scenario that's happened. Our star player is out, and he comes in and steps up, and he's averaging 33 points so far in the series. I mean, he's doing what you would want uh, a starter to do in the in the league. I mean, he's sure. he's holding the fort down. And uh, shout-out to Dinwiddie hitting that, that dagger three and – Good God, that dunk over Colbert was just, just nasty. I didn't know he had that in his bag, but then that, <laughs> that's that's a reminder that he has um, like go go gadget arms because his wingspan is plus, just like Donovan Mitchell's. So yeah, it was it was delightful. I'm I'm glad. Have well, you ever thanks. seen uh, that flagrant foul? The Trey Burke, um, uh, he gets fouled on a three point shot. He makes it and or uh, oh, he gets fouled on th- and he makes three three free throws, and then we ended up getting another three pointer right after. It's like a six point. A possession. Crazy. I, mean, I felt bad for Conley, too, because Conley's never gotten a flagrant foul before. <laughs> I also thought that uh, Trey Burke shot like his feet landing. It was like he was doing, I think you call it like a ballet lunge, like reverse lunge. Like it was, yeah. it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, like from a thing. I, I, I can't believe they called it that but, way. But, but with this team, I know we, we've recently got Dinwiddie and Bertans on the team, but I mean, just imagine back in October and November of last year, we're, we were all like pissed off. We're getting all these wide open looks, and this when Luke was on the team, you know. Uh, we're getting all these good looks, and we're just missing everything. But we're doing the complete opposite now. Luca's off the floor. These guys are just hitting their shots. And we've been doing that towards the end of the season when Luca was playing. But this is just fucking nice that Maxi Kleber is hitting threes. Everybody's hitting threes. I mean, this is what we need. And J- Jason Kidd is coaching the hell out of this team. I'm just – I really feel like this is a sign here that the, the Suns, Devin Booker being out, we have a chance to – Really get do something weird. Finals this year, like do something weird. Matt Matt Moore came on my podcast yesterday and told me they're they're like big betting professional. I can't remember the guy's name has huge bets on the Mavericks making the Western Conference Finals. The the signs are there. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank 
Chris, thank you. You got anything else? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Let somebody else come up. I'm good. All right, man. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Okay, coming up next, uh, we have a special-looking guest because he has a green check mark. You all know him from one of the best two-man podcasts in basketball, The Mismatch. Let's welcome Kevin O'Connor up on stage. How you doing, buddy? Kirk, what's going on tonight, man? Not much. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. It was a really fun night of basketball, and that Mavs Jazz game was definitely interesting. This playoffs has been amazing. Yeah. I'm really time, excited. Everything's been great, even going back to the plan. It's been, I don't know, like, isn't it amazing the different levels of intensity with playoff basketball compared to regular season? It just feels so dramatic. It's like a different sport. It's, it's yeah. so much better. Well, and, and the, you know, the Mavs Jazz series was kind of rightfully relegated to the NBA TV series. And even it's been amazing. It's been a little weird, but it's been amazing. I mean, when you have Jalen Brunson averaging 32 in the series, yeah, it's, it's weird. But, like, I, I think, I don't know, this on the mismatch, like with Chris Vernon, I didn't, I said Mavs win the series if they, if Luka comes back by like game four. I said they'll win the series. But I didn't see them going up 2 1, maybe 3 1 with the way they're playing, with the way Brunson's playing, because Dinwiddie is inevitably going to have a big night too. Like he's not going to continue struggling with his efficiency. At some point, he's going to break out. So, I don't know, man. Like, I couldn't have seen all of this coming with Dallas, man. Like, they – I feel like you just said Matt Moore mentioned, you know, a lot of people betting them to go to the West Finals. The path is there, dude. Like, they should they should be careful with Luka right now because the path is really there to make a deep run. And, yep. like, you know, it's coming out of nowhere. It's it's cool to watch, though. Well, I, and and – for, for anybody that watched the Mavs regularly, if any time where Luca missed a game and then came back, that game back, it always looked like he had been on a weekend in Cancun and was just terrible. So I sort of think the Mavs bring him back for game four just so he can get the garbage out of his system because he just, he really always does look like he's in a funk. And then he, he, he plays amazing after that. So I, I, I think they're like understanding that none of us are doctors and we're all just kind of going off what we're told. I don't think Dallas would bring him back unless they were confident that he was fine. Yeah, especially with, you know, like if they go back for game five up 3 1 or even, you know, I mean, 2 2 maybe, maybe, but like the record you're saying, in other words, it shouldn't matter. It's just about the health, not about a mm-hmm. 3 1 2 2, right? Right. That's right. That's because they retook home court in this and so if they were to lose game four they still have two more home games in theory within the series against the team that has just the worst vibes i i cannot believe the things donovan mitchell says post game it's like he's living in an alternative universe where he's like it starts with the defense and it's like yeah your defense which sucks yeah isn't it weird like so I, donovan mitchell ever since pre-draft stuff i've heard great character, hard worker. And all of that's true because of the player he's turned into. I interviewed him last year for a story and I thought he was, it was one of the best conversations I've had with a basketball player. Like he's just so insightful, so smart, so honest about his shortcomings. And then you see him play defense the way he is now. It just, it doesn't click in my mind. Like the Donovan Mitchell I've heard about for years was like this guy who's always going to bust his butt on defense and do everything possible. And then now you see the way he's playing. And I just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time understanding what exactly is happening there. The vibes are bad. I wonder if maybe it's worse than than we all, you know, know for sure, you know, publicly. It just, it's something's really wrong there knowing like what Mitchell and Gobert are like as workers. It's just, something's off. 
Well, can I ask a question? And then I don't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate you actually. I invited Kevin up, up or into the room, guys, because I was bothering him. Um, no, is, Quinn Sn- Thank you. is Quinn Snyder overrated as a coach? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think he's kind of lost his voice with that with that team. And maybe that's part of what we're talking about with the Jazz here. It's like, you know, so I think Brad Stevens in Boston, he – he knew he felt that coming, and so he steps steps up really to become the president of basketball operations there. I think that moment probably came last year for Snyder, uh, but now with Danny Ainge and you know the reshaped front office, I'd expect change this off, this offseason, as has been widely reported involving Quinn Snyder. Um, he, it's, it's really about the rest of that roster. Who knows what's going to happen? Quinn Snyder has somehow been in my life for an obscenely long time, where I watched him coach at Mizzou when he was coaching Kareem Rush future Laker rush. right and just where he was like this young looking guy who still looked the exact same like his hair was like he was always sweaty <laughs> and he was all like he was always looking like he was about to close a deal but was just like undergo like just extremely stressed out so it's like seeing him in his pregame get up where he looks like he's uh on you know on a mo- like part of a motorcycle gang he, it's just I don't know the, their whole vibe is bizarre and I cannot believe this is this is shaking out this way through three games. I, I just Googled Quinn Snyder as you uh, were talking about him there. He has some epic coaching photos. <laughs> like, 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 he, like if, if he like has such a big ego, he has photos of himself coaching at home. He, <laughs> I mean, I might, you know, I, I might do that. It's absurd looking. Some of the faces. Just Google Quinn Snyder coaching. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's outstanding. Kevin, thank you for taking part of your evening to hang out with us. No, thank you. This was fun tonight. I'm, I'm uh, right. I'll be in Dallas for game five. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. First time. Outstanding. Time. Hopefully Charks will be at that game too. He's yeah. been, he's been going when he feels right. Yeah. Charks, uh, good, sending good wishes to him. Love that dude. Absolutely right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Talk soon. See you guys. All right. Coming up next, uh, let's go with my guy, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Kurt. How's it going? It's going. It's Thank go- you for some, woo. Hello. Thanks for spending uh, some of your night with us. What's going on? Yeah, so um, these bench guys, Kleba, Bertons, and stuff, I don't know if they had some of that Michael Jordan um, water bottle or what they did before the playoffs, but they're absolute snipers right now. And um, I don't think we get these games without their level of play. I mean, Bertons, he's been... He's been pretty accurate as of late, and it's kind of nice to see him kind of coming into that role because Dinwiddie came into it kind of like real fast. Like it was very quick, and Berton struggled and stuff. He was still finding his footing. And let's not forget that that block he had in the first half, um, it, it was pretty loud too. Oh, the, the, the chase down block from Davis Bertons. If that happens to you, you might want to pack up your career. <laughs> Um, that like that's one when you're watching tape the next day you go how the hell did that happen and Bertans is just like people misjudge him based on how he looks and I understand why you attack him because he doesn't have the lateral quickness but he plays his ass off he is probably the fastest guy not in terms of raw speed but in terms of how hard he runs and I just don't think guys expect it because he looks interesting (laughs) you know he's kind of like jack skellington with his frame and it's it's i you know i wrote before the game like someone like kid has to find something off the bench because so far nobody but maxi had been good they're basically playing a six-man rotation and to get 
I think 17 point or uh, 12 points from Green and 15 points from Bertans. I mean, 49 points from the bench is amazing because they needed every single one to hold off Utah. Yeah, it was huge, and um, I think it was uh, Dinwiddie in the post game. He said he was talking about that lead that they had at after halftime, and that kind of gave them a cushion to kind of stave them off a little bit um, there in the fourth quarter, but. Man, this team is clutch. Like, Jalen Brunson, man, his shots, his clutch shots when they hit, they just, like Mark Falwell says, it's string music. It's just, there's no like, oh, well, he barely made that one. No, it's just, it barely touches net at all. But um, my last point, Kurt, um, before I get off, is um, Jason Kidd. Um, He... He's absolutely blowing Quinn Snyder out of his own stadium. Um, his adjustments, his calls, um, I, I will admit that challenge was a little iffy. I don't think that was a smart challenge, but we won the game, so I guess it's a mute point. Well, but I guess the, go ahead. The, the, my point is, is that I think he's like far and beyond what I think everybody expected this team to be with him at the helm. And um, myself included at the very beginning, I was a little iffy about it, but uh, the transformation in team chemistry uh, from this team uh, is, I think has a lot to do with him and the people he chose to be around them. But um, I'm going to end right there, Kirk, and I'll let you respond. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, the coaching stuff, you know, one of the fun things about having takes on the internet is that people will pick and choose which ones to throw back in your face. So if I stated and repeatedly stated and then stated a few more times that I didn't think Jason Kidd was the head coach that for this Mavericks team, that I thought he was a bad selection because in his two previous stops, he had behaved like a sociopath. People won't let me ever take that back. It's like, well, you said this once and you were wrong. Okay, I was wrong. I'm glad he's learned. This is awesome. Who gives a shit about being right if you're enjoying the basketball and enjoying this? This has far surpassed my greatest expectations. And when they survived those five minutes without Brunson, like that's like, – I said this on the podcast I just did with Josh. Coaching instills that confidence. Rick Carlisle couldn't have done that because Rick didn't instill confidence. Rick taught the game, but the guys didn't like playing for him. They like playing for kid, and that matters. Okay, coming up next, Benjamin. How you doing, buddy? Hit that unmute button one more time. Give Ben a second here. Let him figure it out. If you're on the main page, Ben, you want to hit the unmute button. It's at the bottom of the screen. It's got a uh, microphone icon. All right, Ben, we'll try you here in a little bit if you're able to request backup. Um, all right, let's go with uh, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hey, what's up, Kurt? Not much. Actually, a whole bunch. What am I talking about? I'm pacing oh, around my house. <laughs> oh, God, man. Going crazy again. What a win. But, um, so. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, I know, I just, I'm just shocked. Like, I, I'm a little worried that the bench can't keep this up because, you know, Maxi shooting 67% from three at this volume just seems extremely unsustainable. So I'm going to be the Debbie Downer of this and just say how, you know, it's thank God they're getting Luca back because I don't know how the bench can keep this up for two, three more games. 
We'll see. And, and that's that's the thing, because you hold off long enough to slot everybody down in their correct positions. And again, the Mavericks have managed to replace 28 points, nine rebounds and nine assists a game. They've managed to do that. I did not think that was possible. So what happens when you get that 28, nine and nine back instead of needing 15 points from Davis Bertans, you need six. You don't need Josh Green to score any points. You can just have him come in, soak up minutes, and not be an idiot for five minutes. You know, Dorian's the one I'm kind of worried about because he played 47 minutes tonight. Uh, and prior and, and prior to tonight, Reggie Bullock had only missed six minutes. So for the entire series, Reggie Bullock has played all but like 10 and a half minutes. Like, I'm worried about that. But oh, now we're yeah. going to be able to slot guys down and they're going to be, if Luca comes back, and even if only Luca plays 30 minutes, you're still soaking up 30 minutes with one of the best basketball players alive. Right. Yeah. That was going to be my next question or, you know, point is how many minutes can Luca play, you know, coming back to this? Cause as you said earlier, you know, he kind of starts off pretty rusty, like if he's had a little break in time. So I don't know. I, I think they're going to be okay for the most part. But yeah, there's, does Luca mess up the chemistry now that these guys have? <laughs> oh, that's a great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do the Mavericks need Luka Doncic? Coming up next after a break. Uh, but no, that's, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I do find it hilarious though that um, Royce O'Neal played the role of a football player playing rec basketball again, where he <sighs> throwing tackles, I mean, zero shot attempts in thirty minutes, zero <laughs> shot attempts. That's insane. Love it, man. Thanks so much, Daniel. Yep. You have a good night. You too. All right, coming up next, uh, Matt. Matt, you were the first person to request, and I just didn't get to you. What's up, buddy? Hit that mute one more time. Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? I can. Welcome. All right. Well, thanks for having me up. Um, you know, what a, just a fun game to watch. And the first thing we've talked about at the bench, the bench, our bench made 12 threes. Utah's <laughs> entire team made nine Nine threes. them up on threes, which the Mavericks did, is insane. It's why we keep winning, in a nutshell. And I, the coaching staff has not got enough credit. Utah shot the most threes per 100, possess, 100 possessions in the NBA this year, 41 threes per 100 possessions. And in right. the series, they have not shot one game above 30 threes. And is – like Reggie Bullock, that big of a difference, or is that the coaching staff? Well, it's it's both because what they're doing is they're like they're essentially saying Boyan Bogdanovich, you take as many long twos or get to the rim as much as you want. We're fine with it. You know, the Donovan Mitchell going nuts at the rim thing probably is something they're going to study on tape. But in terms of big picture, they're fine running these guys off the line. They're they're happy to do it. it it's. They would rather I, I don't I'm, I'm going to get the math here wrong and my my guy Matt Phillips in the chat's going to kill me for this but you know they would they're fine with the the Jazz shooting 60% from two as long as they're not shooting 40% from three um, it's it's just over time like and what's crazy is is you notice this early in the game the Jazz are getting into like the five to seven foot area a lot and then having to take these sort of floater shots that we see Luca take all the time. And Luca knocks him down, and he makes it look mm. easy. But the right. Ma- the Mavs actually have an incredibly low rim rate because they don't get to the rim. They get to this five to seven foot area, and Brunson and Luca and then Dinwiddie mm. to a lesser extent take these really tough shots that they make look simple that no one else in the league is really able to do very well, relatively speaking. They're owning an area 
that is very difficult to defend and um, even without Luca. And so it's, it's just like th- what we're, what the Mavericks are doing and what on both on offense and defense is not, is, is astounding. Like I, I just, I keep looking for things to be like, man, you know, cause y'all, y'all listen to me. I'm, I'm kind of a shit. Like I, I get grumpy about games and there's just nothing to complain about. <laughs> like this is absurdly fun. It, it's ridiculous. And I think I saw something after the first two games that the Jazz had their two lowest shot quality games of the season for games one and game two, which is absurd. Um, obviously, it's playoffs, so it's going to be lower. But the two lowest of the season is nuts. And then I don't know what it was like tonight. I'd assume it's a little higher. It wasn't their mm-hmm. level. But still, like abs- only l- letting them shoot like 28 threes um, for a really good three-point shooting team, keeping them out of you know, the restricted area as much as you can with those Rudy lobs and just Donovan getting to the rim and whatnot. It was still like just a great effort for, you know, a team that doesn't have, you know, A and A plus defenders. It's, it's guys that are um, not making defense, all defensive teams and just playing the roles and scheming them up. It's, it's really something I've never seen before um, in a Mavericks uniform since you know they were won the title that's right that's right that like that's not hyperbole like <laughs> they, they had one real they had a couple of fun wins but nothing like sustainable it was like the rick carlisle throw everything against the wall and hope something sticks routine because the mavericks are just so so out talented but that's not the case now mm-hmm. yeah it'd, be, it'd just be uh the only thing i'd, I'd kind of say from here is the Mavs need to win this series in five. Lucas shake the rust off game four. They somehow win, uh, win game five. And the Suns need to take care of business in five as well. Mm-hmm. So we get them early, um, you know, less time for Booker to come back and try to take advantage of that and maybe win a couple games before. Well, here's a spice take, man. I think the Pelicans might shock, shock the Suns. <laughs> I'm kind of with you there. Um, but I think the Suns will pull it off, most likely. So I'd rather just the Suns take care of business early, so we get that uh, game one Western Conference semis while there's still some, you know, game six, game sevens going on, and maybe try to get a, you know, a couple before Booker comes back. And because we, I mean, the Suns without Booker, I, I mean, with a healthy Luca in the way sure. Brunson's playing, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This feels like jinxing ourselves, man. Well, <laughs> Maybe, but I, I mean, the the Jazz, the Jazz are checked out. They're they're over here. This next next game, we're gonna hear him. They get the mic'd up Donovan Mitchell. He's gonna be Cancun on three, one, two, three, ah, Cancun. That's what I'm talking about, Matt. That's exactly what I'm. Thank you so much, man. You got anything else? No, nah, that's it. Cancun on three, baby. <laughs> all right, talk soon. Um, all right, coming up next, uh, Matthew. You said you wanted to talk here in a bit, so I'm gonna go to my uh, my guy Sam. How we doing, Sam? Kirk, what's going on, my man? Hey, I'm feeling great. I just called in sick to work. Nobody tell. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> I used up all my sick days already. So you, it's it's April 22nd, Sam. Got to yeah. save at least one. Nah, what's up? What do you got going? All right, so I got a couple things. So um, there's a guy that we got to thank for this. We're not for this, but we got to thank for this game. It's Desmond Bain. Because if you mm. didn't thought the Mavericks had one game where he killed the Mavs and then said, hey, y'all don't pay Josh Green. That's not my fault. And then ever since that point, Josh Green's been in the rotation. So okay. 
<laughs> and, um, and of course, you know, he's he's had his bad games, of course. But tonight, if we could just get half of what he did tonight, I mean, that's a plus. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that all day, every day. Don't I, miss- I okay. tend to agree, man. Yeah. And don't, you know, Jalen Brunson, give him the bag. Like, I don't care what he wants. Just give him the bag at the point. He, he's earned it just for this series alone. And the fact that we can win a game where – even though he had mo- he had moments, Spencer Dinwiddie was putting his ass for the most part. Like uh, if we can win games like this, and Luca comes back even at like seventy five, eighty percent, I don't want to say sky's the limit, but damn. <laughs> I mean, like like they were saying earlier, um, don't want to jump ahead of myself. It's only two one, but there's a path. You know, there's a path to. What- well, so so the path is really reliant on the fact that the Mavs play like six and a half dudes. <laughs> So, you know, when when Luca's playing, I'm I'm gonna feel differently. But like that game one loss, it felt like the Mavs had three NBA players. You know, true. But I mean, think about it. Like if Luca comes back, that would move Spencer Dinwiddie to the bench. So that's another bench player right there. So you would think logically that would take away minutes from you know maybe Reggie or maybe doing a little bit. You would think so. Sure. Rotation changes, so it's not guys playing 44 to 45 minutes. They might be playing. 40 minutes, which is a big difference. So you would think that would help. But um, even when Luca – well, I assume he's coming back on Saturday. I don't know for sure. But if he comes back, like usually his rotation is he plays the whole first quarter and then he sits out for like half the second quarter. I don't know if they're going to do that or not, if they're going to maybe switch it up a little bit just because of the way they've been playing it. They may not want to mess up the group that we have right now. But um, it will be interesting to see. At least that's what I'm thinking at this point. Well, I'm trying to bully Mark Stein into joining the green room so he could tell us some more about why he's pretty sure Luke is going to play in game four, but he, he probably can't do that. Um, all right, man. You got anything else? Uh, nah, man. Hey, no maps. It's a hell of a win. Let's keep this going. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Sam. Talk, some, talk soon, all right? Have a good one. All right. Who we got next? Let's go to my guy, Matt Phillips. Hey, Matt. What's going on? I am super excited. This is a fantastic day. Um, how how are you doing? Are you still? Excited? I am. I'm delighted. I'm just. I'm feeling good about things. You? I, I'm great. I got to interview three people for work tomorrow. They're all getting hired. Uh, as long as they did not kill anybody in the last six months, they're, most, <laughs> they're all getting hired. <laughs> Matt's uh, Matt's uh, a law enforcement officer in 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 random areas of Texas, is where is where I'll say. So yes, okay, good. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely doing that. One of, one of the things that's very interesting to me is how much more animated Kid has been during the playoffs. Like, so I know uh, Avery Johnson and Don Nelson both used to talk about you only have so many bullets um, in your gun as far as like getting on the players and whatnot. It's not that he's getting on them, but he has been much much more animated as far as getting up, talking to the players, talking to the officials, everything. And yeah. I mean, like it it he's done a great job. And one of the things we were worried about is that he ran antiquated offensive and defensive systems that gave up a ton of threes, and his offenses didn't create them. But the Mavs took 14 more threes than than the uh, Jazz tonight. And one of the things we talk about with the with the three point shooting is that defense is I don't want to say it doesn't affect the percentage of your opponents, but you have less control over it than one would think as far as what your opponent shoots on threes. Yeah. Uh, what you can control is how many they take. And so that has been what the Mats have done just a fantastic job of. 
is they, they haven't let the Jazz take threes. And it's also helped that Rudy Gobert has done a fantastic Willie Cauley-Stein impression on offense. He like, got some dunks tonight, though. Like, it was – you know, Donovan Mitchell normally throws lobs the way my five-year-old throws a baseball, meaning I, I sometimes you just don't know where the shit that thing's going. Uh, but, he, you know, there were some nice connections there. Yeah, well, I also think that it's possible that Donovan Mitchell hates Rudy Gobert enough that he's playing the long con and mm-hmm. he's trying to make Rudy Gobert look bad so that he has to leave. Because we thought that Luka and KP had some chemistry issues and whatnot. Luka and KP were Dirk and Nash as far as getting along compared to Mitchell and Gobert. Like, it is it is just stunning how much those two guys clearly do not like each other. Yes. And, I mean, and that's that's all Mitchell, the whole the talking about the defense. It's not that he's trying to produce. He's just basically trying to blame it on Gobert. And that's just a way that he could do so sort of passive-aggressively. But... Mitchell legitimately, like, Mitchell was a good defender his rookie year. Like, and it's very rare for defenders to be good when they're young. And yeah. he has gotten to be just terrible. Like, I keep, the thing that it keeps bringing up to me, and I've shared it with a few of my friends, and I think I shared it in the Slack a couple times today, is he just reminds me so much of Bill Murray in Space Jam, where he's, when he's super excited and going through all the stuff about taking to the hole and dominating all this. And then Jordan's like, hey, we're on defense. He's like, oh, I don't play defense. Like that is, that is just what I see when I see Donovan Mitchell right now is, because he's literally like the several of the plays they showed, like he literally just walked away and just defended a space where no one was, and, and it's really funny. And then other than that, really the only last thing I got before because I could literally talk forever is uh, fuck Royce O'Neal. Um, mm. I mean, that that guy like he literally he was trying to hurt Jalen. Like yep. that is. Like, it was absolutely clear. It was clear for about three minutes before that. Man, look, you're a big man. I am too. We've all played a lot of pickup basketball. Many of us in our lives have done a dumb shit thing when playing a sport. And that looked like that was intentional and it was it was done with malice. And I, I don't want to – I'm not proud of this, but I've definitely hit somebody in the back like that in a pickup game when I was pissed as hell. And I just what I couldn't believe is that they did it twice. Yeah. Like he, he was he was not yeah yeah that was we are going to try I mean that was hockey enforcer basketball is what yeah. it was like we talk about football player basketball that wasn't even football that was straight up hockey enforcer mm-hmm. and he took a four step running start and stuck his elbow in in Brunson's spine and they got a free throw out of it because Brunson got called for a technical. Like, That's right. But I mean, but I am very proud of the Mavs for not. The the base instinct for everybody is immediately when they do that is go back and, and hurt them. And I know Maxi set a big screen on O'Neal, but it was clean. And they I am very proud that they did not go back and try to do anything dirty. But the only thing I do have worried going forward is especially with Luca coming back too, is we saw with the Lakers, this is the only time the Mavs have shot or the last time the Mavs really shot like this way back in two thousand eleven with the Bynum play on Barea where he tried to hurt him. Mm. Forward the last two games, it it could get real ugly because they've still got two games left. That's the difference between this game because um, I know the Bertans making shots reminded reminded me at least of Peja and everything where they made a bunch of threes in, in the Mother's Day Massacre. But that was the last game of the series. The Jazz still have two games left at least. That's true. So there is the Mavs need to – and the really the worst thing that I'm worried about is not even just them hurting somebody. It's that if something breaks out, because I really thought there would be a fight tonight, I'm yeah. worried that it would be Dorian 
and I do not want him to get suspended. No, no, Dorian's like, like we need Dorian to die on the court where he's supposed to die, not because he gets suspended. So <laughs> thanks so much, Matt. All right. Later. Talk soon. All right. Uh, we're going to try to get to as many people as possible, maybe get through everybody, because like I said, I just called in sick. Um, Armand, what's up, friend? Good to see you again. Hey, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'll be fine. I just made myself an adult beverage. It's midnight, which is probably not mm-hmm. a great time to start drinking, but whatever. I feel it. I feel it. I mean, there's, there's just so much to take away from this game. Um, First off, I want to say this win was for Dirk, especially because he flew all the way from Dallas to Utah. And on top of that, D-Wade was in the building. So we, we just had to win it for him. <laughs> Love that take. You're correct. And Duke, Dirk also looked like he might have had a few adult beverages himself. Uh, uh, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, so Jason Kidd has been doing a phenomenal phenomenal job. I'm so happy of the job he's done. Um, but we still got to figure out something because all three games, the Jazz have – become hot in the third quarter like they we we can't let them drop 40 every game in the third quarter you know so i hope that's something that we can fix um on top of that dinwiddie i know he had his struggles but the foul baiting has to stop like he's like he's just not good at it like he just doesn't he's not get getting the calls in this series this series is not for him i know so i mean like because he's getting looks but he's rather going for the foul mm-hmm. rather than actually going up for the shot you know yep. so that like that that needs to stop but Man, the defense that Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith have played is phenomenal. Like I like like as as great as Jalen Brunson has been, and the rest of the dudes, Maxi and Berton shot the hell out of that ball tonight. Same with Josh Green, but you got to give credit to both of them. They played amazing defense. They did very. I'm I'm very pleased with. There's not a. There's not, you know, we even got to give Trey Burke love. Like there's not a single man. No, where exactly. I'm like like, eh. like every, everyone is playing well. Yeah, and I, I, I was I was ready to trade Spencer Dinwiddie mm-hmm. up until he finally made those two layups in the fourth quarter. But now, you know, I love him again. And he had that poster on Gobert, too. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. This is a very great situation we're in with Luka coming back. I'm, I still wish he played tonight. You know, I wanted him to play limited. That way he's not too rusty. Right. But I'm sure I'm sure that's not going to be a problem. Just, you know, let him get going throughout the game. And I like our odds for winning game four. And, man, if we come we come to Dallas up 3-1, that's going to be a great That would be, be huge. Game. American Airlines is going to be hot. Yeah, those ticket prices are going through the roof, uh, too. Yeah, and Royce O'Neal, well, good luck to him whenever he's over here. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Armand. You got anything else? No, nah, I believe that's it. Have, um, just Man, it's 1238. All right. No, this is great. This is why we watch sports, man. To stay up late and be weird with strangers. Thanks for hanging out. All right, talk soon. All right, coming up next, let's go with Garrett. Hey, Garrett, welcome to the show. Uh, Hey, how's everybody doing? This is great. It is great, and I'm doing great. Thanks for joining. Today was the first day I had my voice back. I went to game one, and I I lost my voice for the last four or five days. So it's finally coming back to me, and I'm just – I'm thrilled. I'm so happy because it's just great. Well, tell what? Tell me what you got for this game. I mean, that just being able to withstand the all the fighting Utah was doing and the big comeback and just being able to hit shots down the stretch. It was just 
it just shows fight that this team this team does not win a game in this series last year if Lucas hurt. That's it's right. It's just completely different. I mean, anytime Utah would make a little run in the first, Reggie would just have a big three ready just to come back. And I, he shushed the crowd multiple times tonight. I don't know if anybody else pointed that out, but I, I noticed it multiple times. He was just, they're just having fun. I mean, it's just, it's great. And Luca coming back and this game, this series should be over in five. I really hope I don't want to go to six or seven, but I don't even want to look forward either though. Cause you just never know. No, no. Your, your best argument is just take a game at a time. Yeah. And yeah. It's this is fun because we will have a Saturday game, and and here's an important part, and this is me being very selfish. A Saturday day game, a day game, which means I don't have to stay up till three in the morning doing this stuff like I'm going to tonight. Right, <laughs> right. I just, man, I, I really do think it'd be interesting with the Booker situation. I, I do think the Pelicans are going to pull the series out. I mean, McCollum and Ingram are just hitting on everything. Herb Jones is playing great defense on everybody. Alvarado is playing great defense. I mean, I hate how I hate how how much I like their roster. It's so fun. And someone pointed it out that like six of the seven guys who played in the fourth quarter weren't on the team last year. Right. Ingram was right. the only one, and they're just they just reshuffled. I mean, it's great. And if they get Zion back, they'll be really dangerous. The West next year is just going to be a just bloodbath. Every, yeah, all that's these, why all these teams are here. Denver gets healthy. New Orleans gets healthy. The Clippers get healthy. And the this Lakers. This is why this out. year matters. Yes. We have to do this, make this year because the Mavericks don't really have a lot of paths to get better. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be ideally in the offseason, bring Brunson back. As much as I hate to do it, shuffle Hardaway and Bertons probably and figure that out so we can pay Brunson. And then I I don't know try and get a center get a Mitchell Robinson get a Miles Turner something like right. that. But <sighs> it's just such a fun roster and that I was I was super down on the kid hire from a person out like from a person standpoint not as much a coaching standpoint I I thought that everybody at the Lakers liked him in his last couple of years but I didn't think he'd be this good I really didn't. Well it's it's great to be wrong right? Yeah I mean it's just. I just I don't even know what the Jazz are gonna do. I mean, I think Wade's been tampering and he's pushing him to Miami. I don't know. I don't know if they what do they send Gobert to Charlotte try to get Gordon Hayward back or something. But they're just in a rough spot. I kind of feel bad, but then again, they've got a statue of Carl Malone outside their arena, so I don't really feel that bad. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate that. Yep, no doubt. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Okay, coming up next, let me go through my list here and see who we got. Oh, it's Frank. See, Frank, you've been I've been DMing with Frank for like 20 minutes trying to figure out what his display name was, and it's Hops and Hoops. Hit that unmute button and tell us what you got, friend. If you're in the chat, there. Well, he kicked himself off stage, which is outstanding use of the app. We'll bring we'll bring Frank back on in a second. Blake, what do you got, dude? Hey, can you hear me, Kurt? I can. Thanks for joining again. Oh, for sure. Uh, I just want to start off by saying again, give Jalen a key to the city. Give him, keep the man here. That dude. Sure. I, you know, every, everyone's been talking for a while now about getting Luca a second star, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's him. 
he sure is looking like it right now. Well, the, Dalton Trigg in the chat earlier said enough with the Luca Trey comparisons. What about the what about the the Trey Jalen Brunson comparison, which is a <laughs> spicy fucking take that that's what I'm here for, and and it's a, it's an outstanding idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I, I I'm fine with this now. Like where I've come on Jalen Brunson because I just didn't really like him. I thought he shot too much. And I mentioned this earlier, like um, my friend Tyler Adams has been telling me for like two years that Brunson is dope and I am wrong and and I am wrong and Brunson is dope and it's great. The crazy thing about him is that he's he's not a shot chucker. Like you'd expect someone at his size who scores as much as he does to just mm-hmm. be a, a shot chucker, but he is stupid. Like he's efficient to a point that, it doesn't really make sense for someone his size with his wings. No, because he keeps getting these shots off, and I'm like, why? So like, like, he does these awkward shoulder shimmies, which make me physically angry sometimes because I'm just like, <laughs> pass the ball. But then it works. It's it's great. It it's insane. I I love watching him so much. He's he's got a lot of Nick Van Exel in his game. I think it, it reminds me of him. Uh, any lefty any lefty guard that scores lots of points is is somebody that's going to be near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, uh, man, I, I think, I think the series is over. I honestly, I think it'll be over in five. I, the, I couldn't believe it. They, they flashed uh, the stat in the in the post game, the Mavs post game, and I had to double check it because I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Utah shot. They, they only hit nine threes, but they shot fifty seven percent from the field, and they still couldn't do this. <laughs> Somebody, I, I'm in a, I'm in an enormous Mavs group chat on Twitter, and somebody posted that in there. And like, keep in mind, I'm writing about the game. I should know this yet, and I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> I'm like, how did it even happen? I couldn't believe it, man. Like I said, I had to double check it. I was like, surely that's not true. And I'll be damned, it, it's it's true. Now we we drew even with them on the glass somehow. So I guess that you know. Sort of helped to even out the uh, <clears throat> even out the shooting percentages. We didn't. We finally didn't get killed on the boards. But but yeah, that's. I mean, they they shot fifty seven percent. They couldn't beat us. So uh, with Luca coming back, I don't see what the hell they're supposed to do. Ah, uh, it's great. The sense of inevitability. It feels really good, man. It's awesome. I haven't felt this way in what eleven years. Eleven so. years. It's the time of year where all my Facebook memories are me bitching about Jason Terry. Um, <laughs> like, because I think around now we were in the we were in the Blazers series, and that Blazers series was painful. That um, was that was the toughest series. Well, I, the finals against the Heat, I guess, but that was the toughest series of that playoff run in the West for us. I mean, Brandon nuts. Roy's Brandon Roy's swan song nearly put me in the grave. Oh dear God! I actually I had floor burn. Rug burn on both my knees for a week because I dove on the floor when he hit that four point play <laughs> on Sean Marion. <laughs> so now I'm getting like like now I'm getting like like physically painful flashbacks. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, oh, this God. is great. Like this is why we watch, man. Like like we, we you know we, we show up every year. We watch all this shit. We watch terrible games. We watch good games. And so I, I tell everybody. I tell like the Mass Moneyball staff. I'm like. Write whatever the heck you want because this is why we watch. This is when everybody tunes in. You know, th- this is – it's sports is fun. Sports is communal. And, like, so much of our lives are, like, split up these days where, you know, you don't need a reason to go out of the house. But it's like, oh, we're here on we're here on a weird app talking to each other at 1 o'clock in the morning on Friday. So I love this shit. 
it's it's awesome, man. This is what it's all about. I couldn't couldn't have said it any better. Well, thanks for joining, Blake. Talk soon, okay? It sounds good. Take care, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Right, we're gonna give Frank another chance and see if he doesn't boot himself from the stage again. How you doing, Frank? Doing good, man. How are you today? I am. Ju- I'm happy as a clam. What do you got for us? Uh, so first of all, I-, I love that you referenced that chat because both you and Blake are in that chat. So shout out. Uh, but aside from that, uh, part of part of what I want to bring up is actually the defense because Cleveland's getting a huge, huge uh, shout out on his uh, threes, which is awesome. But um, we we pretty much saw, you know, today also why why he's so important to our defense where. Um, even when he was shooting bad in his in his uh, horrible horrible cold streak, while he's still vital to to the Mavs, uh, you know when he went out with like three minutes to go, uh, the Mavs gave up 14 points in three minutes in the third quarter, um, and when he came back, you know he came back with five fouls with like eight minutes to go, and it, it just made a huge difference into uh, this Mavs identity, um, and, and even aside from from Kleba, you know. I think we've already mentioned it, but but uh, Dodo playing 47 minutes today, like, and and those are heavy minutes. It's not like, you know, we love we love Luca, but when he plays 36 minutes, he plays like an easy 36 minutes. It makes me play. wonder how much he traveled in the game, like in terms of like, because you know how in the NFL they have those like tracking chips where they can yeah. tell how like how fast. Like, I wonder if I, I would I would bet that that Dodo tonight ran probably three and a half to four miles over the course of the game. Easy, easy. I mean, I absolutely don't doubt that because he. I mean, he's he's everywhere whenever he plays on D and um. Every everything everywhere all at once, starring Dorian Finney-Smith. Exactly, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, we we can't give Dodo enough credit for for what he does, and um, anytime he makes a three, like it's always just him and him and Bullock both. Um, whenever they make threes, it's always in the clutch, like. Mm. I like that because there were a few take like a few of Dorian's threes in the first two quarters were making me think of of uh, like the call from Major League where I can't remember the, the announcer's name where he's like just a bit outside where he was throw it was like it was like he was throwing it at the rim because it wasn't even getting close and then he hits clutch threes I don't understand the shit he okay. he his clutch gene is preposterous oh yeah whenever whenever it hits the side of that backboard and you're like it just like thumps. And you're like, oh, uh, that didn't look good coming out. But then the third, he like all net, like you know that didn't hit the rim at all on, on its way down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another point that we talked about um, last game after the Mavs won the game but lost the rebounding battle by 20, like holding holding the rebounding, you know, 32-32 this game was, was a huge, huge, huge part of this game. Uh, I mean, it's easy for the Mavs to lose the rebounding battle whenever we go small, but um, forcing Utah to go small and bench Gobert. I mean, he's your only plus defender. And it's a white him. flag. Yeah, yeah. Like you're forcing them to bench their only good defensive player. Like that. You know what I, it is. You know what it is, Frank. You remember when we played Boban last year? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. It's the uh, we're just trying shit phase of the phase of the series. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. And um, hopefully Luca's back next game. But lastly, uh, my last point that I want to make is is quick shout out. I'm like you, like, um, I'll take the criticism. I wasn't a huge fan of the kid hire, and he's shown us 
you know, his defensive plan coming to this game is has been fantastic. But uh, even aside from Kidd, I want to give a shout out to to Igor. Like his offensive plan with no Luca on the floor, it, it's been fantastic, and and the Mavs have executed it to perfection. And I don't know how many of us expect that to happen, but it, it's it's just been an insane series so far. I'm loving it. I like being happy at this point instead of like, you know, sometimes I do like I do enjoy being mad. Like I I went on like a 45 second rant about how much I hate Donovan Mitchell on the podcast that Josh and I did before this. Like, like fury fills me with energy, but like this is much better long-term realistically for like my blood pressure and health. Like I'll be able to go to bed after this. It's great. Watching basketball is fun. Winning basketball is even better. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Frank. Hope you come back. Absolutely, man. Keep talking to you. Yep. yep. Talk soon. All right. Uh, and someone asked, is there a cursing filter in the chat? And apparently so. I found that out the hard way. All right. We're going to see if Logan is awake this time. So the last time we did this, Logan had maybe fallen asleep uh, on the chat. Logan, hit the unmute button and come talk to us. Give away. Hey, how's it going? There we go. And what's going on, friend? So, sorry. Yeah, I couldn't get it to work last time. I wasn't actually asleep, but uh, that's okay. But I'm here now. We're glad I'm here you're now. Here. What do you got for us? Um. Okay. Let's see. First of all, I'm just like so pumped. It's kind of hard to even like can you know organize my thoughts. Would you Would you <laughs> um, say Would you say you're pumped and jacked? Shout out to former uh, uh, guest Kevin O'Connor. What's going? I on am here? so <laughs> jacked. I am so jacked. I heard KOC on, which was awesome. Big fan. That was weird. Um, Thanks for coming on, Kevin. He's not here anymore. <laughs> he went to bed. I uh. I saw so my theory all year about like what really made us however good we are whatever like where I was like okay I kind of think we're the third best team in the west and I stand by that more now from what I've seen in the playoffs than I did before the playoffs started is I think we get better shots than most our opponent does most of the time and we limit good shots the other direction and that's even without Luca. Like they, they're the shot quality chart that kind of shows that like analytical um, aspect of like who's getting the better shots. And it actually said that like we weren't getting lucky to win these games. Like we would have won. I think it was like 1.5 to five or 1.4 to 0.6 of like how many of the first two games we deserved to win. And um, this, that's without Luca though. But I just like. I think that that's a big part of it is like we, we lead the league in three points up three pointers allowed. And especially when Luke is out there, but I think the system, I think Brunson and Dinwiddie just kind of know how to run it. And we generally get good shots. Like there's sometimes it's gotten bogged down because we are playing with six players and we don't have as much talent as Utah, but, and they are a team that like, that's their thing. Like they are the most three pointers in the league and, I don't know. It's just really impressive coaching wise. And I think if you watch like these other games, I mean, some of the really good teams are getting great shots, but like Memphis, Minnesota, they're just running up and up and down the damn court, sloppy turnovers. Like we don't in a half court game, we, we don't let that happen. Um, and I just think it's a sign that look, we may not be able to beat the best teams, but I just think that being able to do that in a very controlled, organized manner is like, kind of what playoff basketball comes down to at the end, you know? So that I was do. my, that was my, one of my main things. Um, I also want to say I'm so proud of JB. I think we all are. Um, 
Let's see. Maxi, when he's making his threes, total playoff player. Every team could use him. I mean, he protects the rim, switches, and shoots threes. Like, well, I mean, the third time's a charm because he absolutely crapped himself the previous two <laughs> right. player, previous I know. What two if, playoff runs. Well, and also as he he was so cold, you know. And I have a friend who was like, "I'm telling you, he's gonna get hot for the playoffs." It just makes sense because he's been so bad. And I was like, "All right." I mean, like, there's no way to know, but but like. When he's hitting his threes, he's such a modern player. Like, it's literally like a transformative to be able to play smaller and switch everything and then him still threaten to shoot. I mean, it's, it just is a very, uh, very modern, very playoff ready player. Like, every team can kind of use that. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. So proud of him. Well, and you've been hanging out for an hour and five minutes, and you're still this excited. So I'm delighted that you waited. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Of course, man. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay. Um, Josh, I know Josh is really excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, sorry. No, there's no. Uh, no, we're an hour I'm actually in. Not Anybody sorry, that no. is listening past, like, the 45-minute mark, I expect they understand what they're in for. Yeah, get on, get on the fucking ride, y'all. So what's uh, up? Uh, so I got some heat, and it has nothing to do with Dwayne Cardigan. Sure. Um, oh my lord. Uh but but pretty much, um, to kind of uh go off of what a lot of people have been talking about, um, on the on the show here today, uh. It's like it's like kid and the coaching staff have kind of um, done something interesting where they've kind of come down to like they've made it kind of like a team wide mind meld. Um, they're always having a lot of different conversations with especially the guards um, trying to get an idea of what everybody's seeing. So these adjustments, I mean, when Utah went small, um, they they just adjusted so fast to kind of then suddenly just pound the paint and then forced Utah to bring the bigs back in. And, and Utah was just on their heels uh, for the game. And I just think it's, it's also – it took a lot of uh, learning pains, you know, growing pains during the season. And so once again, I'll go back to my, you know, uh, somewhat annoying redundant theme is that, you know, game to game during the regular season, you know, I think that we have to be less reactionary. Um, no, and- absolutely not. I will be pissy as hell after every <laughs> What kind of hotel is this? Like, you can, you can, we have to be less reactionary. Nonsense. I live moment to moment. <laughs> well, you know, all those times that Josh Green, for instance, uh, Bertans, for instance, you know, these minutes have really culminated um, in these last two games. Sure. Um, it really, I mean, I mean, and this kind of team-wide confidence um, is is pretty unreal. Um, 
I, I, I just, and I think that's why everybody has this sense of shock, but I feel like it's natural because when you have like, when everybody feels involved, um, it, this is, this is how, this is how shit develops. I, I'm a little bit, um, like a lot of people, I think we're all a little bit on the edge with should Luca come back. I think there's two ways to go in game four. It's like, are you scared to not bring Luca back, then lose game four and have a kind of momentum switch? Because we don't want that, right? But then also, do you, so do you want to just bring him back and try to just fucking hammer them? Yes. Into the, yes. Into the concrete. Foot on the throat is what I want. It, it is exactly what I want. And I also think, uh, and here's why, this wouldn't happen unless they were comfortable with the help. Casey Smith is the best trainer in the NBA. He's training for Team USA. They have full confidence in this sort of stuff. And then there's also the fact, this is an important thing here. You have to give a little bit when you have a super duper star. You have to protect them from themselves. But if you come to a happy medium where you say, okay, and I'm just spitballing here. We're going to play you for 30 minutes, Luke, okay? You know, that sort of stuff. Like, I trust them, and I think they've earned the trust, and I think we have to give it. Does that make sense? Uh, I think that's a great – I think that's a great way to look at it. I I do have one worrying thing to bring up. Okay. Um, uh, one worrying thing is that I I think somebody needs to punch a ref. Hmm. Um, Okay. You no, know, so seriously, yes. this sure. this game, the refs were protecting Utah. I, I literally, the refs were attempting to help Utah out, and it was really evident when you rewatch the game to look at how many times Maxi, not Dwight, <laughs> Maxi was on the floor almost after every play. They were fucking brutalizing the Mavericks. And and I I was just like at the point, like, I don't know, I played ball my whole life. I mean, somebody every once in a while just needs to get punched, you know, and 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 I think that it's um it sets a really bad precedent, uh precedent going forward that that this is being allowed well the physicality um, like I, I i hear what you're saying like in all seriousness the physicality is something that will have to be like they address that stuff from game to game the nba watches all this stuff like that cheap shot that got missed like you can i bet in game four there's an early and a tight whistle and we saw in the denver if you watched any of the denver warriors game like the, the refs have a tough job of balancing shit when players are super psyched because you just don't want to mess anything up. You don't want to blow the game. You don't want refs to take over the game. But you also got to get players under control when they're being too physical. So I, I, I think we'll have a tight whistle in quarter one, and then I think things will loosen up. And then, you know, because Royce O'Neal, to his credit, I watched him. I was keeping an eye on him. He stopped that stuff in the second half. Now, part of it because he's in foul trouble. But, you know, <laughs> things like that happen. So you got anything else, Josh? Oh, no, I would just say um, that the celebrating of the Utah Jazz was fucking befuddling. They were celebrating, like, not and ones. They were celebrating on multiple occasions getting fouled Mm. and going to the line. And it was totally, like, inexplicably absurd. 
it's funny to look back on. You know what it makes me think of? Like that scene <laughs> in the like I can't remember which Office episode it is, but uh, it's the banner where it's like it is your birthday. Like that's what <laughs> that's what this was. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got fouled! Yay! Like I know what you're talking about. That shit was embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, I was embarrassed for the Jazz. Um, but anyway, go Mavs! This is awesome. Um, and and what an awesome team wide experience that's right that's right thanks so much josh talk soon peace all right uh coming up next the man with the greatest avatar in all of our our mavs our mavs parties hey ben what's going on hey what's up y'all <clears throat> oh yeah no this is a this is a solid game everybody's covered it pretty well hey t- repeat uh, stuff i don't care this is wonderful well yeah i mean i'm just gonna shout out to dorian finney smith always always my my uh friends my friend was at the game on Monday and uh, we were texting a, a group of us and it was about that six minute mark in the fourth quarter. And as Cleveland was hitting all those threes and I was just like, watch, I bet Dorian's got two clutch ones. And he, that's exactly what happened. You can always count on that dude. <clears throat> Which is weird. No, it's weird just... that we can always count on Dorian when there were times and we had, a lot of times where Dorian was so terrible. <laughs> and now he just keeps coming through. It's great. Yeah, I mean, and he's always playing that defense. He's always getting a chase down block or something. You know, he's just always doing something, and it's great. So I'm definitely looking forward to, the, you know, Luca, if he's playing a game four. I think it's it's interesting. I mean, tonight, what, seven guys in double figures? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty, it's pretty good. But pretty good. But I'll take you know it. who isn't in that mix is Powell. Mm. And so if you get if you get Luca back, all of a sudden, I don't know, man. I think the offense is just gonna like blossom. Even if I don't know, man. If, if we're already humming. I don't think there will be any problem adding Luca to the mix. Oh no, no, because they they <clears throat> what it, it I mean Luca's a piece and it lets him do different weirder things. So right. it, this is great. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really incredible. Did you happen to see the? Um, on Bally Sports, like the pregame where they were talking to Rick Brun- uh, Rick Brunson. I did not. I was. What was I doing? Oh, I was at uh, I was at six year old soccer practice. <laughs> so no. Well, it was it was pretty cool. He was talking about how uh, he's like, you know, Jalen, you know, a champion at every level, right, in high school and in college, and right, then, and then how his game is very much like a point guard mentality, like not necessarily scoring first, and then how you know playing for Rick Carlisle that's he basically wanted him to be a scorer so like in his developmental years he was focusing on scoring which wasn't necessarily his the strongest part of his game right yes and then so now he's saying oh now he's playing for kid who is a hall of fame point guard and you know his game now all of a sudden this season suddenly we see this other other Jalen Brunson and then now in the playoffs there's this scenario where Luke is out and so we're switching back to like now you got to score and so in a weird way Rick Carlisle developed a uh, a young guy. You know what I mean? You know what <laughs> I like that thing. Do you follow that's my logic fun. there? I do. That's fun. Oh, so, that's great anyways, stuff. It's it's just great to see everybody's everybody's going hard. Bertans is getting in on it. I mean, Reggie Bullock's just like quietly running in there with fourteen points. Well, I mean, it, November and December, most of this chat was ready to send Re- Reggie to the moon. Like it's it's I don't have many good like 
when I get pissy, a lot of my takes are like, let's just trade that person immediately. But like one thing for some reason I stuck with and Nick, Nick Angstad's in the chat. Nick is also with me on this where like I was just I just felt like Reggie would come around like the numbers were there. The numbers kept backing it up. And then in January, he still sucked. But then like February, March, it was just like, oh, my God. And yeah, what happened was and this is this is something the Mavs are going to have to work out is he needs volume. Like he can't have four shots a game. He needs eight. And unfortunately, him and Tim Hardaway kind of live in the same space. And the Mavericks, if Tim, if they're not able to move Tim, they're going to have to figure that out. Which more shooting should be better, but that's a problem for next year. Right. Yeah. No, I think we're in great shape. I mean, with Kaliba, I mean, he's going to be an expiring contract. Powell's going to be an expiring contract. I mean. These guys look like good players, I feel like, to other teams that are just looking for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody that can come in and bang and shoot some threes at the end of their season and then be off their books. So yeah. we have options, I think, as far as that stuff. So I don't know. All right. I, I said everything I wanted to say. Uh, everybody have a good night. Thanks for being here. You too, man. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Let's go with Raul. You've been waiting forever. How are we doing, Raul? Hit that unmute button on the main page and tell us what you got. Let him come out of the... Uh, out of the chat if he happens to be in there mute buttons down there at the bottom of the page it's the mic mic button so you turn it and then i'll turn red um all right raul we're gonna have to remove you here but try again if you can figure it out sometimes the first time up it, it acts all wonky but i'm happy to invite you up again like i did for frank um coming up next then we have edward hi edward um edward are you there all right. Audio is not working for him either. Um, yeah, when you're in the chat, Raul, it won't, you won't see the mute. So you got to like pull back. There's an arrow in the top left corner of the app and that will um, let you come up. David, welcome, David. What's going on? David. Man, we're three. This is how, you know, it's late night Mavs, uh, Mavs party where everybody's tired and doesn't, you know, the app isn't working. Because it's not necessarily user error. Um, I'll try again if you're able to invite yourself back up. Deshaun, welcome. Please, Deshaun, make 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 us happen. There we go. Can you hear me? We can hear you, buddy. How you doing? What's up? Uh, I'm good. What a game. Uh, loved every minute of it. I do not think. Uh, playoff basketball should allow a team to score 126 points, but it is what it is. Um, I mean, I've been here for a while, so right at the start, uh, we were talking about Donovan Mitchell. I just want to say one thing. For all the gifts that he had, like as a rookie, we all used to talk about his defense. This is all effort. Like at this point, he 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 has the talent to defend people. This is effort. He is dissatisfied. I think Utah even. At this point, they're trying to beat themselves more than like we're trying to beat them. We're playing really well. That I think that's just all you need to do. You need to do against teams that are so discordant chemistry-wise. We see it all the time. And I just think that this team is not on the same page. And Kirk, can you answer one question for me? Is there a reason why Rudy Gay has not gotten any PT this? Because at this point, when so, so much of what they're trying is not sticking... Why don't you try to bring in someone like Rudy? Because Royce O'Neal is not consistently uh, being the defender that they hope that he can be. You don't have someone like Joe Ingles anymore. Why not give Rudy Gay a shot? Why don't you add more of those defensive wings? Because 
let's let's forget about uh like matchups in that way because it's not like a point guard guards the other point guard we saw dfs on uh um spider the entire game so why can't they try to do something like this like the way they're setting up against us it almost feels a little bit disrespectful because i genuinely think they're not trying they're not making adjustments it's and all the runs that they're making in the third quarters are because they're just plain talented in that first game donovan mitchell first half had a nightmare he just started making his shots that's the yep. kind of team they are they have the talent they they are arguably better than us on just a pure roster wise even when we have luka because that team is so seasoned with playoff experience i think this is the fifth year in a row they've made it there so and it's just really frustrating to see a team like utah play the way they are but of course we are benefiting from it sure. we're going to have luka back i hope luka's return does not throw off the offensive rhythm of the team but at the end of the day it's luka so even if he's throwing it off he will make something that nobody else could and spencer dinwiddy not the best game i don't know why lebron t- tweeted about him like he's been great from start to finish he really wasn't but still i think dinwiddy is just getting gassed and the second we have luka also to split those guard minutes we see the spencer dinwiddy we saw in the regular season where he just goes off when we need him to so that's the hope i love it i love it Sean's just spitting for like two straight minutes. I don't even have any. I don't even have any response other than the fact that uh, I agree with your Rudy Gay point because I feel like Gay gave the Mavericks some challenges, at least on offense, because he's he's. I mean, he's good at scoring. He's a tough guy to guard. He's six eight. He's a he's basically a power forward now at this point in his career. But you know, it's not like the Mavericks have a ton of size. So that's why, because then you're you're going to give Dorian Finney-Smith a challenge because he's the one who ultimately will have to. switch between say Rudy Donovan like we mm-hmm. have one excellent perimeter defender i feel like you try to give yourself more perimeter players on the floor so that you can you know play some sort of decoy ball have one one do a role because why the hell is Rudy Gobert shooting 100% from the field kirk if he's shooting, <laughs> if he's doing that well just give him the damn ball okay he might turn it over I understand that he might not make the oh, right. They just don't pass it to him on rolls. Like they, they just don't pass it to him on rolls. And some of it is, I think, they don't have confidence because he brings the ball down. But other times, I just don't think none of those guys know how to hit him on the pass. Yeah, I mean, they. I would expect a veteran like Conley to be able to figure out how to get Rudy Gobert involved in a in some pick and roll action. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's a player thing. I think it's just how they are set up. I do think Quinn Snyder needs to. We need to start talking about Quinn Snyder's role in this as well. Because uh, I mean, right I don't think you were in here earlier. I asked Kevin O'Connor because Kevin O'Connor is in here. If if like Quinn Snyder might be overrated as a coach, and he just he didn't he didn't disagree. I joined there, it, when it's O'Connor a problem. Losing, so yeah, I missed that conversation. It's a problem. Quinn is like. With the drop coverage, with everything, like Rudy's not like Rudy can play in space. Like we saw, we've seen Rudy guard one on one. Like some of the their commitment to their principles. Like there's a scene that I reference way too often. There's this this kind of weird um, '90s movie called uh, That Thing You Do. Um, I really recommend it for any of you children who haven't seen it. But it's about this like '60s like one hit wonder band, and the band gets into a fight, and like the lead singer like runs to his room because he's like. 
I'm going to be, I'm going to go hang out and I'm going to be alone in my principles. And like one of the other like band members makes fun of him and says, well, there he is off to hit, write his one hit song alone in, in my principles. And that's what I think of whenever somebody sticks to something well past the point of it working. Like drop coverage does not work for the jazz. The Mavericks are lighting them on fire and the jazz don't try anything different. Wasn't the our first half performance like like didn't we make the most threes in Mavericks history, Maverick playoff history in the first half? Yeah, I, mean, we made, I like, think you're right. Like, it was just yeah, we made crazy. like 14 or 15 threes. We again, again, that's I feel like screw making changes. I just think in the modern NBA, defending like that, that especially against a team of shooters, it just makes very little like any sort of sense. Like I think you could. Tell even like someone who understands just the very basics of basketball, even they tell you like, yeah, if they're lighting you up on three, you close out on the three. I I just think like at this point, that team has got, it's just attrition. They've been doing the same thing for half a decade since Donovan Mitchell got to that team. They've never missed the playoffs, but they've never gone past the second round either. And it's, it's sad to say, and Utah Jazz historically is one of the most consistent playoff teams. I think they've made the playoffs like missed the playoffs like seven or eight times in their entire history. Sacramento Kings is on a 16-year streak without the playoff. The Jazz are a well-run team and they have historically been a well-run team. This is just atypical. Like I, I can't even put my finger on what the hell is going on there because I watch the games and I watch with my heart literally in my mouth because I'm like, these guys can punish us in so many ways. They just don't do that. It's the same sure. rinse and repeat offense. It's the same rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Sometimes they have good shot makers, so the shots will fall. They will get about 100 points a game. But then on the other end, they're giving up 126 because we're getting the easiest three-pointers. They've made Dwight Powell unplayable somehow. That's the only thing they've done. Well, really fun. Well, thanks for hanging out, Sean. Yes, thank you for having me, Kirk. Love the... Uh, is this a live now, not a green room, a live? So, yeah, they, they Spotify bought green, uh, green Room a while back, and then they've been slowly transitioning everything. Eventually, I'm pretty sure this is only going to open within the Spotify app, like they're going to merge the two, but it's been rebranded as Spotify Live. So, Cool. I hope we keep see- seeing more fantastic post-game Spotify Live yeah, I don't want to yeah. Someone in the sessions. Booker, someone in the chat notes that it used to be called Locker Room, which is true. I also did that. Like I, I, I keep forgetting the branding changes. So thanks so much. Talk soon. Thank you, man. All right, we're gonna give Edward a go again. How are we doing, Edward? See if Edward's audio is working for him. Does not seem to be. All right. Um. Okay. Let's go with Connor. Hi, Connor. Hit that unmute button one more time. Hi, Kirk. How are you? Great. Welcome. What do you got for us? I've only just joined the green room because I've woken up at 5 a.m. in the UK to watch the game and uh, just on cloud nine. Incredible, really. Well, that's a good way to start the day. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. No, uh, fantastic. I just think this team is just we're built for the playoffs, unlike Utah. I just see us winning in five now. I can't see it going any other way. I like that confidence. You're feeling great. I am feeling great, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to jump in and say uh, thanks for all that you guys at Mouse Money will do. And uh, I don't always get to join these green rooms, but it's nice to wake up this morning with the win and then jump in and just, um, yeah, celebrate. 
Outstanding, Connor. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you like our content. Is there anything else you want to get off before we uh, let you go? Unfortunately not. I've got to go. I've got to get the kids ready for school. But uh, thanks. <laughs> Outstanding, Connor. <laughs> Have a good day. And you. Cheers. All right. Cheers. That's amazing. Um, Jeremy, what's going on, Jeremy? Thanks for hanging out so long. No problem, man. How you doing? I'm good. That that guy cracked me up. <laughs> That's the dedication to the cause. Right. Well, I, I wanted to say first and foremost, uh, I also had the notion today to, to call out. I didn't actually pull the trigger, so I commend you for going through with it. Yeah, I'm I'm a coward, and I'm sure I'll still check my email because I just can't help myself. But you know, we'll see. Right. But uh, all in all, I thought the game was great. Happy to win it. I, thought, I honestly couldn't believe how well this team shot. Like, I was kind of curious to see if Maxi would have another good game two in a row to keep it going or if it was just kind of flukish and it was good to see him hit those first couple of shots it was awesome but right. uh, the main point i wanted to make tonight is all season long i've been hearing how this team is a lottery team without luca and i think somebody forgot to tell these boys because they're hot right now sure. they're playing really well and i understand a lot of people will probably write this off as oh it's just the jazz but i look forward to seeing us take care of business in this series and hopefully you know round two as well i'd love to see either the suns or the pelicans up next and see how we do in that series man wouldn't that be something wouldn't that be something well thank you jeremy yeah no problem and last thing uh with Devin Booker being reportedly out for three to four weeks, I mean, if somehow the Pelicans snatch this series, that, that would bode really well for us if we can advance, I think. Much rather play them than the Suns. Yeah, I mean, I my brain can't get there yet for either team. You know? Oh, I hear I'm not counting this series over by any means. I just can't even think because it's like, like, like every, you know, I love it when people have like contract questions, off season questions, and I'm just like, I'm still worried about what we're going to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. I just think, I just think having Luca coming back on, on the next game or two, it really brings a little bit of confidence since we were able to snatch this game, but I'm with you. Series is far from over. For sure, man. Well, one. thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. We'll talk soon. All right. Um, let's try Leo. Hey, Leo. What's going on, buddy? Where's the distance players you were asking for? I don't have the stats for this, but the stats for the game two in Dallas. Dorian had run three miles and two, four miles. Uh, and having these guys paint, uh, playing 30 minutes, people in the chat were asking, should Luca come back? We just need to get these guys minutes. I mean, Josh played 18 minutes tonight, and that was such a big, yeah. big, big difference because we had so much foul trouble going into the going into half and coming out of the third quarter. Where both Maxi, uh, Powell, Dorian, and Bullock all had four fouls on them, and then uh, Spence ends up falling out the game. But that's neither here nor there since we won. But we really, really need to commend our defense for just our defensive wings for just being able to play for this long and having such a great impact while still being able to score above their season averages. That's true. A lot of minutes, a lot of tired legs, and still coming through. It's a good point, Leo. And uh, last thing, just so I can get off and just hear your point of view, uh, we've been having a lot of conversations throughout this year and last year about 
the non-Luka minutes, can we win them? And having possibly won a whole series just being off, mainly off the non-Luka minutes, how real is this? Is it just because the Jazz are like the best matchup we have based on the defense they play or, or lack of defense? Or are we going to get crushed whenever we face someone with a little bit better wings on the side and better communication like the Suns or Golden State? Uh, Thanks for bringing me up and have a good night, guys. Sure thing, Leo. Thank you. That's a really good question. I long wings worry me, but that's okay. I'd rather see it than not. So let's see what happens if they happen to get to round two. Um, okay, let's try for Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, Kirk. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so uh, I joined probably like an hour late, so I don't know if I'm uh, repeating something that others have already said, but I mean. I think the most surprising uh, performance was was definitely from uh, Josh Green, like like you know just figuring out that or figuring that you know at home role players normally play better, and then you know kind of disappointed with. I mean, truly wild. Like like yeah. that's it's an understatement. Like it's one thing to say Josh Green played great, which is true. He played great on the road, which does not happen. Right. Yeah, and it, it, like. Like I, I, it's like after his first couple games, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm just trying to justify myself, you know, just seeing like, just seeing like Bane or like Maxi light it up. I'm just thinking, okay, you know what, just you know, uh, you, you know, he's he's still 21, he's you know, but then it's like, I mean, is yeah, I mean, I was just completely shocked. Like he hit more threes tonight than he ever had like his entire year. Like, and then also like the steals that he was getting, he he had six assists in like 18 minutes. Kind of he kind of insane like yeah i mean it i mean that was just absolutely insane to me um and then i guess the second point that i want to make um yeah i mean so i don't know if i want royce o'neill suspended uh because because he sucks (laughs) he he didn't get a single shot up in like 30 minutes i'm just saying like like all the times that we like bemoaned the like during the season where he's it's like you know even earlier in the year when like josh green like he would get like one shot or two shots up in like 20 minutes maybe but he did he didn't take a single shot and you know it makes me think of that Russell Westbrook quote about Patrick Beverly where he's like, he tricked y'all, man. He's out here running around doing stuff. Thinking, <laughs> like, I didn't even realize that until I saw Brad Townsend point it out. Like, he was terrible. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, a candidate for the Tony Snell oh. watch, I guess, the Tony zero, Snell zero, watch. Zero, like a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. Oh, man, that was great. What a box yeah. score. I, I mean, and if it wasn't for that, the one shot that he made in game one, like you would be, we would be, we would be looking at him as like an absolute nothing. Um, but you know, so, so he can, I mean, like if they, if they're forced to play someone else then like Daniel house, I mean, I think he has more offensive game. He might even be like a little more athletic than, uh, Royce O'Neal. Like they might have to play like Juancho, like Juancho definitely has a lot more offensive skill, can probably like hurt like can probably like, you know, do a little bit more on ball than Royce O'Neal. So, or they need, might even go to like Rudy Gay. And so I don't know, like, I mean, I mean, I mean like, 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 you know, I obviously am really annoyed with how Royce O'Neal, like, you know, took out Brunson on that play, but I don't know. It might not be, it, it, it might be for the best that he not get suspended. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, those are basically, those are uh, the two things I wanted to uh, talk about. 
But thanks yeah. for joining, Michael. Thanks for, thanks for holding this. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk soon. Okay. So we got a couple more people. Alex, what's up, Alex? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing? Great, great. First time speaking here. Thanks for having me. Sure. Yeah, I just wanted to talk like uh, that fourth quarter Bronson at the end, like those shots. I think he did like one shot against Rudy. I don't know why he reminded me of Chris Paul a little bit. Mmm. Yes, the mid-range like shooting over tall guy and it just crushing the other team. Yes. So amazing what he's what he's doing. It's it's crazy. Also happy for Dorian because he was shooting bricks in that first half. So many bricks. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I hope uh, Luca. Com- I don't know if Luca is gonna come back in the fourth in the fourth game, but maybe maybe it's good to take him take some of his throws off, as you said, and let's see how the series gets going. No. Yeah, yeah. Mark Stein's tweeted before the game that he's pretty confident that Luke is playing in game four. So. I'm I'm excited. I hope he plays. I like watching Luca. It's been a while. My son keeps like watching starts of the game. He's like, "Where's Luca?" And he like doesn't understand that he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, I ho- let's hope like playoff Luca has less rust than regular season Luca after injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kirk. I'm sure. Not- hope you come back. Thanks for joining. Sure, sure. Thanks. All right. We're going to give one more go to a couple of folks that weren't able to talk earlier. So, Edward, let's see if the audio app will work for you now. Are you up here? There's your photo. Um, see if the audio will connect for you. Not sure what could be occurring because normally it'll, like, instant mute you sometimes or it won't show you up on stage. Um, but it doesn't seem like you're able to actually talk. So... I don't know what to tell you. I'm normally pretty good at live trouble. Uh, yeah, he's right. You might have to like close the app entirely. Okay. Um, let's go to try Raul again. How you doing, Raul? Hit that unmute button. Come back. Hit the like. Pull yourself out of the chat. Hey, and be on- hey there Kirk. We go. Welcome. Glad to finally make it that I've been listening uh, to you for over an hour. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was on my end. I, I did reach like that, but um, I had a question and I posted in the in the chat. Some people answered, but I want to get your opinion on it. Of course. Um, so you know, different pl- former players have spoken on uh the injury that Luca has, and I believe that it's not something he'll be fully completely healthy this season. Mm. You know, but you know, obviously, the more days of rest you get, the better it'll be. So would you maybe hold him out game four and bring him back game five? Or would you, like, put him on minutes restrictions for game four? Maybe have him come off the bench the way uh, Steph Curry's been doing for the Warriors? I think him coming off the bench would be hilarious um, just from, a like, a visual standpoint because I can't imagine Luka being okay with it. I think from the, like, game four thing, I do think they need to play him because I think he has been basically – he's arguing that he's fine. And they're having to protect him from himself. Um, so I, I think, you know, if he plays bad, then they'll pull him out. That, you know, that was kind of an early concern. Just Stotts talked about that. And then Bobby Corrala talked about that, where it's like, well, you're not, you know, like it's one thing for Luka to play, but like if Luka's not playing, you know, we've all, we've all seen him have bad games. And it's like when he has bad games, it's like, oh no, Luka just needs to go take a nap or do something. So, 
But at the same time, we've also seen him get hurt and then come back and play fine. It's like it's really confusing. I think that you know a lot of the stuff that former players like Roger Bell's been kind of the most vocal about this, where he's like, I just did not feel right for a month plus, and that's like we just got to consider that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I just wouldn't want the injury to lead to something more serious. The way for uh, sure Kevin Durant uh, came back, and you know he was out a, a year after that because. Uh, I mean, I was almost ready to say just keep him out the rest of the playoffs and not bring him back. But now with the injury to uh, Booker, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like the West is wide open. So I'm like, if he's some kind of close to 100% and you bring him back, you know, that would bode well for the Dallas Mavericks to maybe make a run. That's where I'm at. Like, I the, the West terrifies me. So it's like if there's a year to make a run, it might be this one. Yeah, I agree. So, well, thank you, Raul. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for having me, Kurt. Sure thing. I hope you come back. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Um, and then to you know the folks that were unable to get the audio to work, thank you for trying. Hope you try and come back again. I always try to get to everyone unless I have like you know there have been times where my wife has told me to like go to bed. Um, but hey, we had a great time. Big win. This is why we do this all year. Hope you guys had a good time. Please check out your feed to uh, to listen to Mavs Moneyball. Josh uh, Bo and I did a nice recap pod. Follow me on here if you're new, um, and you will get notified when we go live. I tend to go live about 45 minutes after games and hang out for about an hour. Um, but you know, tonight was special, so we're here for a flat hundred minutes. Everybody, be good. Enjoy your Friday, and we will talk on Saturday. Go Mavs.